All right, episode 209, The American Dream. Doing a more chilled, laid-back porch episode. Again, because we're just going to be talking off the dome about what the American Dream is, what it means to us, our thoughts on, on it. Are you mm-hmm. an American dreamer, Jared? Mm-hmm. Do you believe in the American Dream? I guess so, yeah, probably. Yeah, sure. It's an, I think I think believing in the American dream is one of those things where it's like, doesn't hurt you to not believe in it. <laughs> exactly. You know? Right. I'd be foolish not to. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe I'd. But maybe I'd also. Well, ready to start yeah. this? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Put on the untranslatable dream song, aka that intro, baby. Whoa. <laughs> Had me on the edge of my seat there, Jared. Didn't know what was gonna happen. Oh, dude, this is so much better. I loved last episode, but man, we got some slight clouds coming in. We got your untranslatable weatherman. Uh, uh, no, couldn't think of a clever weather name there, people. But yeah. Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 209, and today we're going to be talking about the American dream. Uh, it's a pretty big and hefty topic. Uh, and as Americans, I think we've got lots of opinions on it. So uh, we'll be sharing some of those with you all today. What our thoughts are on the American dream. Does it really exist? Does it still exist today? Uh, and some thoughts on it. So my man who fills in all the important gaps and always brings the fire knowledge and questions, my good buddy, Jared, what's going on, Jared? What's up, dude? Now, I would argue we're kind of living the American dream right now. Hmm. Uh, in, in what way? Just sitting out here on the porch, enjoying the sun, uh, relatively carefree in this moment. Uh, I mean, this is, I think, the most one could hope for. Mm, that's true. Um, you could also even see some of these porch podcast pictures. We are on the porch. It is a podcast. Uh, you could see a different angle this time. Um, Changing it up. <laughs> but you still see these glorious trees. That's real. Not a green screen. Check it out on uh, Untranslatable Podcast uh, on Instagram. Spread a little love. I had a brain fart. Untranslatable1 on Twitter. Untranslatable Podcast at gmail.com is our email address if you want to hit us up. Uh, you can give us some untranslatables. We have no, you know, People haven't done that in a while. Uh, we find our own, but we like to hear other people's. It's better when it's personal, you know? Sometimes there's a good story associated with it, which is always nice. Exactly. Um, and then you can please... Bajalsta. Five-star reviews would be greatly appreciated on iTunes and Stitcher specifically. Um, and that's it. That's all I got. That's all the. Um, that's all I got. I think that's all we need for now, Jared. Mm-hmm. But it's fantastic. So, yeah, Porch Pod episode, what is this now, six? Can that um, be five or six, I think? Six. Six, yeah. yeah. Feels, yeah. feels pretty good. Uh, good to be sitting outside as usual. I think uh, I hope all of our listeners out there are able to get some sun and uh, – enjoy some nice weather while they're listening how often do you spend out here when i'm not here uh occasionally i'll play some guitar out here or uh just come out here i like to come out here in the morning and just sit for a minute and watch uh the birds we have quite Mm. a few bird feeders Mm -hmm. if you've tuned into our last porch pods uh before you can definitely hear some birds in the background and i'm sure you'll hear some yeah our friends episode that's right chad like knows these birds and he knows the squirrels how many squirrels do you have back here i think there's about four or five Four, four five, five. Okay. So a black one, two little little red ones, one that's like a more 
like a, a brown color, a little more beat up, a little raggedy squirrel, <laughs> squirrel. Guy and you guy. don't name them is what you told me. Nope. Okay. Nope. I haven't gotten to that level of boredom yet, Jared. <laughs> Not yet, but we'll see. Because I've, other than you coming to visit, I've more or less still been, you know, quarantined or stuck at home. Um, I haven't gone to any restaurants yet. I haven't, you know, I mean, I've gotten, I've picked up takeout before, mm-hmm. but, you know, I haven't really gone anywhere. I haven't gone to a bar yet in what seems like forever. When I was coming home from our last Porch Podcast, I saw um, there's this popular bar, uh, very popular cross street in, in Ferndale, and uh, the outdoor area was packed, dude, yeah. and I was like, these idiots. I'm and then surprised. I got home... Mm-hmm. And uh, Sydney's Sydney's like, hey, you want to go to a uh, you want to go to a, this bar around the corner? Not that one, mm-hmm. not the same one. And I was like, what? And she's like, I, it's o- it opened up today. And I was like, so I was like, no, I was like, this seems like a terrible idea. Right. Um, but we went. Uh oh. <gasps> you, you need to leave it. No, and I'll, and I'll say this. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably ruined the experience because I was kind of uncomfortable about the whole thing. Mm. But as far as like socially distancing and, and stuff goes, there was really. There's nothing for me to be concerned about. Once again, this was a week ago, and I'm still. Uh, right. So, but anyway, um, they they had like a they had a, like a little outdoor area, and this is not a popular place by any means. Mm-hmm. And they had uh, this little square, maybe like a four foot square around each uh, table, and the table was in the middle of it. Okay. So maybe you're like six to eight feet away from everyone. Okay. And then they had like these direct like lanes to get to the outdoor. They had like an outdoor. Uh, area where you could order, right? And you're like, you know, the socially distance and all I, that stuff. I tell you what, I I hate to be that guy and be super negative or anything, but there's no way I'm not going back to restaurants for a while. I'm not. Uh, e- I don't. Oh no, I, sitting indoors, even at a bar. I think I think outside, if it's not crowded, maybe. But I'm still a little apprehensive about it. I am too, and that's what I'm telling you. I, I do feel like I ruined the experience slightly, mm. just out of my my anxiety of what, being. I was did, like hyper. Your partner. Uh, find it. How she know, was pretty calm. Okay. She is the one that actually got the beers. I, I I got the table and she went and got the beers because you have to have a mask to get the beers, but obviously mm-hmm. not to sit down. So it kind of only makes sense for you know if there's two of us, it makes sense for only one of us to go. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, she was chill. She was chill about it. I I I think I was just every time someone was getting up and walking somewhere, like I was just hyper aware of where people right. were walking. It's like oh oh. What? Make sure you're you're <laughs> right. Yeah, keep, keep your six distance. feet away. Yeah. yeah, but other than that, um, I guess it was fine. I I maybe I would go back. Maybe I don't know. It, but it does feel just careless. You know, it does feel foolish, even though it does seem pretty harmless mm-hmm. in in theory. It's like, but why would I even uh, put myself in any sort of risk like this? Because we're still in a pandemic, and we're seeing these states. Um, that have oh, that be- didn't have that strong of lockdown measures mm-hmm. and, and are reopening up sooner. now. Yep. And they're and those are the states that we're seeing in the news now spiking. Mm-hmm. And it's like like we we all logically know a lot of us logically know that this is still here. Yep. And cases will continue to go up regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah. but people are I think you know I, I kind of get in the sense that people are uh, like uh, like afraid too. You know, it's it's weird. I think people like w- of their business is what I right. mean. Right, I, and I get I get the economic concerns one hundred percent, but I think there are a lot of people that, like a lot of Americans, who it just seems like they just were like, "All right, I'm sick and done with this virus crap. I'm just going to live my life normally." Yeah, um, it does. It does feel more selfish than anything. There, like it does feel like a lot of. Um, it's like I mean, it only is really attacking older people, or it's like right. 
it, you know, it's like, what's the big deal? Kind of, it's like, I mean, <laughs> it's like, well, people can die. That's kind of the big deal. Yeah. Um, and right. you, you know, and I'm not saying that everything that's happened is, you know, I think some, some governments have maybe overstepped some, some boundaries in terms, you know, they they see this as a opportunity to grab some power. Um, but I think overall, a lot of politicians out there, um, are trying to help people if they're not motivated by money and reopening the economy in that regard. Yeah. I've wanted to do, like, I've, I've been thinking about how to do an episode about politics without just talking. Like, it, it to me, it's always interesting uh, how, like, it, has this always been the case or is this new that now everything... Jesus, that bird sounded like a <laughs> like a car alarm was about to go off. Right. Um, is, is, like, is... Is this because... It's over there. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, whoa, it's a big raven. Really? Where? You don't see that big black... Oh, yeah, I see it flying away raven. now. Why is everything um, political? Like, why is a p- pandemic now political? And why is it now like a... Uh, like a, a, a liberal or a democratic stance to mm-hmm. uh, wear a mask or to right. That's well. That's the weird thing. I don't. I don't really see mask wearing in the discussion with politics in a lot of other countries. I mean, a lot of like, especially a lot of Asian countries, countries in Europe, like Czech Republic, they all masked up for like, mm-hmm. you know, a couple months. And now things are looking pretty decent over there, actually. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have friends over there that I'm in contact with, and. And, uh, you know, seems like things are getting a lot better in Europe in general. Um, well, that's not Czech, but yeah. But my no, but David. I was thinking of, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but I think just this idea of masks and freedom, I find a little ridiculous because it's not about your pr- infringing on your freedoms or your rights. It's about protecting other people. Right. That's what it's always been about. And I just don't understand. I guess what I've kind of notice that has happened a lot throughout the last four or five years is just how uh, politicized things are, um, but how people automatically will take it to a political place, which then in turn means it's like a personal attack. Right, right. Which it's like, no, this is like, I've had some people who also use the argument against masks, you know, saying, well, oh, well, how is a mask going to filter through a virus if these doctors are wearing all this stuff and they can still get sick? It's like, well, first of all, doctors have much higher exposure, higher viral loads, unless you are in contact with somebody who, you know, has whatever illness um, that can that is contagious. Um, but if you know, a lot of Asian countries they mask up, no questions asked. Just yeah, and they'll wear a mask too. You know, if they're not feeling well. But they're communist. You know, that's that's a lot of the Americans. It's right. like, yeah, they they give in to their government. Not here. That's My right. government doesn't tell me what to do. Oh, you know, or it's like I, it's more. It's more of a. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's more of a recommendation because states are mandating it. Right. But it's like and so it's, are shops too. And I think shops have the right to. But but most logical um, politicians are just listening to what the doctors are telling them. Right. And like it's not like the politician is. Yeah, the politician makes the final decision, but any logical politician should just should be listening to what like the doctors that are oh one hundred percent should be listening to. So it's like yeah. why like why why is this even a political thing? They're like this is so it's like the doctors or the the governor or whatever is like the doctors telling me that if we don't wear the mask, it's going to keep spreading and it's not getting better. So mm-hmm. I, I I mean I'm not the doctor, <laughs> right? 
And and is do, is, really... do they do this when they go to like their personal doctors and they give them recommendations on how to improve their life? Are they like, right. don't tell me what to do? That's, it's like, that's a good you... question. I mean, so, some people probably wouldn't. That's some people point. are too. That's a good point. You know, you get Answer's stuck yes. in your ways. And yeah, yeah, no kidding, <laughs> no kidding. Uh, I will say this though. I, I've been really surprised just to see how different countries have responded to this whole situation. And I, I'm, I'm not, this is one thing where I'm not proud to say I'm American. Mm. There are some things where I'm very proud to say, yeah, I'm American. You know, yeah. we have some great music, some great movies. We have some great, um, you know, a lot of great people in academia, a lot of great, you know, institutions. But Great tourist attractions. Yeah, all sorts of great stuff. But then at the same time, you have, you know, stuff like this where people... Uh, you know, people have been attacked because of masks. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, we, did, we talked about that in New York uh, in that uh, like food shop or whatever where the, someone was asking her to wear a mask. She's like, I don't need a mask. And she like ran up and coughed in the person's face. Yeah, that's just so disgraceful. And, and, yeah. I mean, we talked about it with the Karens. It's like it, sh- it really brings out a, a, like a whole genre of Karens, like right. these mask Karens that are like that one Costco dude that was weeks ago. Oh, that was so cringeworthy. He, and he's yeah. like, I have 3,000 uh, Facebook or Reddit followers, followers yeah. or whatever. And he's like... He's He's like, I'm going to tell, he's like, no, no, but everyone else is here wearing a mask. So by that logic, I should be fine. Right. And it's like, that is it's the, ridiculous. And his like significant other of some sort was there with her mask on looking embarrassed. <laughs> oh, that's something we didn't talk about when we talked about Karen's was that, can you imagine being married or related to a Karen? Yeah. But yeah. I, I bet you, I they would have be to know to, who they're married to at this point. Right. At the same time, I would be willing to bet you. Everybody has some sort of Karen-esque person probably in their family to some degree. I, I wonder. Yeah, to I guess degree. so. But I wonder if these people are either just like uh, either they really get rare, like stepped on in, in the relationship mm-hmm. or um, they're or they they encourage it. They're like, no, you were right. They Those people right. need to listen to you. Like there's so many different angles that can yeah. go. Or, and I think that definitely happens for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it could be, it could be a whole family of Karens. <laughs> oh no, that sounds terrible. Did you see that video? Uh, the 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 Trump those that family singing the Trump song. Four more years, come on, everybody. Four no, I more. Didn't. See, I hate that it's stuck in my head. Oh man. <laughs> oh, I really hope he does not have four more years. Oh man. Oh my God, it was it was such a cringy video. They were like outside with the guitars, that and I think they're outside me. of the rally or something. They're like, "Come on, everybody!" And it's, it's, it's this freaking I song stuck also, in my head. Also, I cannot believe <laughs> that he is holding rallies. Yeah, trying to hold rallies right now during the middle of a pandemic. Where if you look at if you look at any of the data from other countries, we are still in the thick of things. Yeah, there's a yeah. I mean that is that is ridiculous. We are still 100 percent in the thick of things, and because the U.S. I think in some regards is less regulated. What I mean by that is there's less government authority, like in some other countries. They can't implement certain things. Right. So it's more state rights. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and so what that means, though, is then you better hope and pray that your governor is a strong governor and yeah. is willing to help you and look out for you. Uh, you know, a lot of people, Gretchen Whitmer hasn't done everything perfect, but I think she's the governor of Michigan. I think she's been doing an okay job. Yeah. And, and we're one of the few, uh, we were initially one of the worst um cities in or excuse in me states because of detroit i think because yeah, of people uh, flying uh, in yeah, airport mm-hmm. hub and uh, but i think uh i mean we we like it seems like we flatten the curve mm-hmm. and we're one of the few states now where you know we uh, not one of the few but like we see all these states 
uh, popping back up, and so far we st- we still aren't. So right. Well, Jared, I think we should. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm not. Even, I'm so spread a little love. Slow on the drops. I'm no sorry. worries. It's we're a, we're it's relaxing today. It's it's yeah. It, <laughs> the sun kind of tires you out though too. It's weird. Yeah, how it takes some energy the sun for a while. Yeah. Um, so my first shout out goes out to actually, believe it or not, the American Senate, because they have passed an outdoor rec bill that got its own stimulus bill. So the Senate uh, passed the Great American Outdoors Act, seventy three to twenty five, allocating billions to recreation. Um, so it looks like, uh, so earlier today, the Senate passed the Great American Outdoors Act, allocating billions to support outdoor recreation in two separate ways. The first is providing $9.5 billion in the next five years to help National Park Service and other federal land management agencies uh, and address their maintenance backlogs. And, uh, and apparently federal public lands are suffering from around $20 billion in deferred maintenance costs with $12 billion of that accumulated by the National Park Service. Uh, the next, next part is uh, that the Land and Water Conservation, Conservation Fund uh, uh, will be permanently financed to its maximum allotment, holy crap, Jared, to its maximum allotment of $900 million annually. Wow. So I think this is good. I hope, though, that good will actually come with this. You know, I always see a lot of promising things here in the U.S., and then... Sometimes we we carry out and it's great, and other times it just kind of falls through the cracks. Yeah, I think that. Well, I think that some of it is in in these, especially in these like uh, these big bills like this. They can like add in a lot of like sort of loopholes and right. sort of mix in a lot of stuff where mm-hmm. it sounds great on the surface, but in reality, it's it's not turning out how one would have expected. Exactly. All right, I got one more shout out, and this is kind of a wild story, Jared. Okay. A librarian has been using <laughs> drones to deliver books to kids stuck at home due to coronavirus. Wow. So I think this That's is something. This is pretty crazy. It's pretty awesome. Um, so Kelly Pasek, a school librarian in Virginia, came up with a creative way uh, to make sure that kids in her community still have books to keep them occupied. She's delivering them by drone. Uh, I think that's super awesome. So she works for the Montgomery County Public Schools. And uh, when she said when remote uh, learning began due to coronavirus, it became difficult for her to make these connections with the students and getting their books. Mm-hmm. How I was going to keep that connection with my students without actually being in the same physical space with them, uh, she asked herself. And clearly she found the solution. I think it's so crazy, the idea of, you know, sending kids their library books via drone. But yeah. I think it could become a, a modern thing at some point with deliveries and stuff. Yeah, there's they, uh, there's been a lot of, like, threats from Amazon that they'd be, not threats, that's a weird way to put it. Like, I don't even want to say promising because I don't know if I really want drones to be delivering stuff for me. But there have been a lot of, there has been a lot of talk, let's put it that way, about Amazon developing, like, a, a drone service and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I don't know. I I just don't like the like I don't like the idea of it becoming um, popularized right now. Just because I ima- imagine the noise pollution from all of those things That's flying true. around. Like there, a lot of them and most of them aren't quiet. Mm-hmm. And if these like like low flying things are flying all over the place, and you can never do it like in a place like D.C. probably, or maybe in certain maybe New York City. Like I feel like they wouldn't allow it in some places just right off the bat. Right, you could. It's just not feasible. Right, it's not possible. That's true. But um, my our library has just reopened back up, and they're doing uh, curbside pickup. Yeah, that's what our library is doing as well. Yeah, 
I, I, I like the library. I, I, I try to I try to I try my hardest to support the library. I have a library card. I do too. That's a good shout out. Thank you, Chad. Mm-hmm. You ready for for some untranslatable? You better believe it. All right, let's do it. I was born ready. So untranslatables are uh, phrases, axioms, adverbs, words that cannot be easily translated into the English language. Uh, so we are here to do mm-hmm. that for you. That is the billion-dollar service we provide to all of you out there listening. So I'm going to get us started today, Jared, Okay. with a another Bulgarian one. I did a Bulgarian one last episode, and I really like these. They're interesting. And I can practice reading my Cyrillic, um, oh. even though I'm not sure if or when I'll be going to Russia at some point. Do I they, do still want to learn the language. They use the exact same Cyrillic? Yeah. And uh, apply I think it so. to a different mm-hmm. language? Yeah. Interesting. I think Bulgarian is similar to Russian in some ways. Sure. Anyways, here we go. This is... Gladna mechka horone igrae, which means a hungry bear doesn't dance. Um, is it like don't anger someone that's hungry? Like don't. It, or, or it's, it's not like, a bad guess, but no. But it's like don't. No. But it's like, is it like it's not like not don't poke the bear, but no. Mm-mm. Hungry bear doesn't dance. You can't expect a lot from me if I'm hungry. Yeah, okay, you're getting warmer. You can't as- expect a lot from me if I'm tired. Um, it's more just uh, treat your guests in a very hospitable way, and they're more likely to do nice things as well. Oh, okay. You know, because like if you, and this actually comes from, I guess, back in the days in Bulgaria, a lot of people had. <clears throat> Bear issues? Bear trainers. Oh, okay. And their bears wouldn't <laughs> do tricks if they weren't well-fed. Oh, so oh like you gotta, that's kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it is. But, you know, you got to give your bear some food to make them dance. Sure, yeah. Makes yeah. sense. Why do you think I give you granola bars and jalapeno chips when you come over here? That's how this podcasting that's is right. top notch. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you don't want me over here cranky. That's true. Um, my first one is Malay, and what I like about this is that um, I think it has aspects of a lot of language in, in it. Mm-hmm. And some of it is English, some of it is uh, Chinese, and uh, and there are various other languages in there too. Oh, cool! But uh, this is Kan Chang Spider. You're you, you're a tight long spider. A tight long spider. Is it like you are very resourceful? No. When I uh, I told you uh, I went to a bar last week. Mm-hmm. And even though we were sitting outside and it seemed safe, I would I was still a tight long spider. Oh, to be like uptight or nervous or anxious. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Oh, and then I actually it's so funny. I probably should have used this on the last episode because mm-hmm. I wrote in parentheses just like a Karen. Oh, you <laughs> totally should have. You totally should have. That's funny. All right, Jared. My last one for you is Danish, and it is forfanden. Farskopa, which means woke up before the devil puts his shoes on. Oh, like at the crack of, crack of dawn. Hit that ham horn, as my early dude. As possible. Yeah, just getting up very early yeah. in the morning. Yeah, waking up. Woke up before the devil puts his shoes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. When's the last? When's the earliest you you tend to wake up? I'm actually surprised mm-hmm. that um, that you are up at this hour because I feel like in Czech Republic or in China, like you'd sleep in or or be asleep at like eleven sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. But you're pretty quick to wake up. I wake here. up around seven, seven thirty. Damn. That's just why I naturally wake up now. It's really weird. Wow. It's really really weird. That's actually tends to be when I naturally wake up. But it's on the weekend. Mm-hmm. But then during the week, I feel like I naturally wake up at like eight. 
for some oh, really? reason. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I usually get up at seven, seven thirty. Okay. Um, yeah. Not sure why. Yeah. Wow. I used to be more of a night owl. Yeah. I still stay up usually till about 11 or midnight. That's not um, bad though. But yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, my next untranslatable, is it my turn? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's Greenlandic. And this is a, this is a doozy. I'm going to be honest with you. Ting, uh, Tingasinga Japat. He almost flew away. He almost flew away. Now imagine more of an explanation. He almost flew away. Tingasabaka, you know, explanation. Is that to be like surprised? There you go. I kind of oh, gave it to you. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's a good one. Well, you know, Jared, some people might be surprised about the idea of the American dream, which I think means yeah. many different things to many different people. Mm. Um, and we can't talk about all those people, but we can talk about what it means to us. Yeah. So tell me, Jared, when you hear the, the term American dream, what, what comes to your mind? What, what is the American dream to you? Um, having a place to live, a comfortable place to live. Um. Being able to go to to like go outside and, and and operate in the world like without fear, I would say is part of it. Without fear of like uh of just uh, attack from anyone, I guess. Um, I would say um. Uh, well, I'll tell you what the I'm not gonna say what what it means to me is not necessarily. I'm not gonna say this is necessarily how I feel. Okay, but this is when I hear it. This is what I think of the American dream. If I were to, um, I would say that there's uh, like uh, you're close with uh, your family, whether that be you know um, actual blood family or you know friends or whatever, and um, like family is a very important aspect of the American dream. I feel like, mm-hmm. um, and you're white. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, that last one was kind of a joke and kind of serious. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, I think I think there is this idea of this uh, American dream as being this white person, white picket fence, yeah. minivan, two bedroom house with your wife and your two kids and your dog. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you live I'm, in a cul-de-sac. Yep. And I'm willing to argue, Jared. <laughs> I don't think that's the American dream. I think that's what a lot of people think of. Right. But I think at the at the end of the day, I think the grand scheme of things, the American dream is about two things to me. Money and success. Mm. Yes. Because I think that's because if you look at people who say, Oh, they've it's almost like the American dream is this kind of lofty thing that only some people achieve. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, they achieved the American dream. Usually it's some story about Oh, they worked really hard. They came from yeah. nothing. Look at you living the American dream. Exactly. You pull up in a, like a Corvette. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. No, that's. I mean, that that I think is. I I think what I what I told you is how um, people like to sort of. Uh, what is it when it's like you, you like you make it look nicer than it is like that? That's how people like to uh, yeah. fantasize right. that it is about. Like that's the Put fantasy on a pig. of the American dream. But really, that's a good point. You know, especially in pop culture, at least, most often when you hear it applied, it's talking to like some Gordon Gecko character, or some. That's the guy what? from uh, mm-hmm. um, um, uh, Wall Street. Oh, okay. Uh, like it's being applied to some sort of so, and that's like like yeah, you're right, made it. And I, I mean, I think well, that that is sort of the basis for, for you know, one of the top concerns here in the United States. So it would make sense that the dream would be 
uh, the money. But I, I would argue that there is something to that because, um, because w- with money does come comfort and, you know, and freedom it, in some ways and not, not even, yes, for sure. And not even like a millionaire per se, but even like, uh, like, uh, like us being able to sit in this porch right now. Right. This, like I, I said, this is the American dream and I, I stand by that. I mean, we're here, um, besides for potentially being bothered by your neighbors, we are, uh, <laughs> <laughs> completely, uh, we have we have no real fears or uh, of anything happening right now, right? And I think that's why it, it is a very um, it is a very white thing. First of all, it like the American dream is something that comes along with the um, founding of the United States, you know. And in that founding of the United States, the you know black people weren't really involved in, in all that. We are all equal stuff, and right, unfortunately. And yeah. so this the the original idea of the uh, American dream, I think, does come from like this idea of of living in some sort of uh, like we're living in some sort of utopia here, you know, right? And and we're we're lucky to have been to to live here, which I think, in, in certain extents, a hundred percent true. We're definitely lucky here. Mm-hmm. Even even the most even the like the poorest person here is living uh, better than a a lot of people in, in the world. Yeah, and so from. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I was Continue. Gonna... <laughs> I'm not used to sitting out in the hot sun so long, Jared. Um, so from from that sense, we all are lucky, I guess. But um, that's not what I think is considered the American dream is is just being lucky to be in the United States. Yeah, and I think I think in a lot of ways, uh, we do have it good in the U.S. It's not perfect. Mm-hmm. It's by no means perfect, but um, yeah, I do think there is definitely some advantage here. I will say this, though. I think opportunities-wise, I do think there are a lot of good opportunities in the United States. Um, and I do think a lot of people do have these rags-to-riches stories because yeah. it is possible. Now, is it easy? I really don't think so. No. Um, I really, really don't think that, you know, you hear stories of these people who, you know, immigrated here or moved here from somewhere else and, and you know, then eventually, like, worked for years and years and years and maybe saved up enough money put all their savings into like a restaurant or a shop or something. Um, yeah. You know, and you see it a lot with, uh, or at least I see it a lot, especially with like CEOs of companies where it's like this person started off working in the, like on the line, working in the warehouse, just packing boxes and they worked their way up and now they're CEO of the company and look at their house, you know? Right. And it's like, it's I've been working at this company house. for 30 years and I started off and I know everything about this company. So it is, it, it, it well, you know, that's a great point. Because no one respects someone, especially here in the United States, there's no really respect for someone that got was given their money. Like, you know, that's right. a common oh, thing about sure. our president that people always uh, that people always get into him about because he always claims he's a self-made man, not mentioning that, you know, his father was a millionaire and, right. and, oh, you and know, he inherited quote, unquote, tons, loans yeah, and stuff. Right. And so um, small inheritance of one million dollars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so I, I right. think there is something to um, there is something to it being uh, like earned. That mm-hmm. that is definitely a part of the American dream. No one respects like oh another pr- great example of of the, of a lack of respect is um, was it Kendall Jenner or Kylie Jenner? One of those Jenners being the first self-made billionaire. Remember? Oh yeah, and they or were like not teen self, or something yeah, like that. Like, I don't know about yeah. self-made. Like everyone in your family has been millionaires for many, 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 right. many years. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
But like I think I think that weird. is the thing about the U.S. I mean, I think there are a lot of stories like that. Sure, yeah, um, those do exist. I mean, mm-hmm. people talk about Bill Gates, for example. Right. But was I don't know. I don't know his full story. Was he actually like? Was he actually broke? And he or not broke? You don't have to be broke. I don't think I he guess. was broke. I think he was middle class. I yeah. Think. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to. I be mean, he broke. went to Stanford though. He dropped out of Stanford. Oh, I thought it was Harvard. Microsoft. Was it Stanford? Was it Harvard? I, I thought don't know. It was One of those fancy schools. Right. It was Ivy League for sure. Okay. Well, Stanford's yeah. not Ivy League. Oh, it's not. Ivy oh, League's whoops. East Coast schools. Oh, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's. There's. That's a. Uh, yeah. Goes to show you how much I know about <laughs> Ivy League. Uh, I never even thought of even looking into applying at any of those Ivy League places. Anyways, why is why is the dog involved in the American Dream picture? What's up with that? Uh, I'm biased, obviously. Gonna, gonna admit that right now, having a, a dog, mm-hmm. or at least my parents having a dog. Um, I, I don't know. I think that's when a lot of people think of that stereotypical Hollywood mm-hmm. white picket fence American dream type of thing. There's like two kids, two kids, or three, a dog two or three or a kids. Cat. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But there's never just one kid, and there's rarely like a shit ton of kids. Like you, right. like once it gets to like seven or eight, it's like, all right, what's this person doing? Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. I th- I think, and it is like, the, it is that man's best friend thing. So it is like, um, you know, look, look at us where we got, we got it, every part of, of it. Right. That's a good point. What do you think, uh, someone that like, what, 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 what sort of life should the American dream person live? So when I think of the American dream, let me, let me explain what I'm talking about. When I think of the American dream and say, the 1990s or back, you know, um, before there was internet, before, uh, let's, let's do the 1970s back. I imagine, you know, the white picket fence and all that stuff. I imagine the, uh, the, there's, uh, in, in this American dream, uh, I'm the, it's also a man and a woman. I'm not saying, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's what I need for my perfect America. Right. I'm saying when, when you, when, this is a this is a Christian country. It was born, and I and I feel like that's what a, a lot of these American dream people are picturing: is yeah. this man and a woman household. Well, people reflect what they what they want to sure. see. Yeah. So I picture that. I imagine the wife is not working. You know, she she or working part time. Yeah. She, yeah. she uh, the the dad has some job making um, the big bucks. Or even like, but even back in the day, they used to claim like, oh, you could, um, you know, work at the at an assembly line job at, at you know one of the big three car companies and have and enough make money a to living you know, support a family, go out to dinner once a week and have a family vacation once or twice a year, you know, right. and that was sort of that Ugh. American dream. That sounds terrible <laughs> to me. That sounds terrible. Yeah, I, I think I think a lot of the American dream too is this idea of someday getting rich. Yeah, I think there's always this kind of notion of, all right, well, if I just have more money, yeah, you know, that you know, I'll I'll reach whatever Mm -hmm. the American dream really is, Uh, and I think it's kind of interesting. They claim, I mean, the claim, maybe this has changed slightly with my timing and inflation, but they do claim that, um, what is it? it's uh, like seventy-ish thousand dollars is like the optimal amount of money, and then after that. It really doesn't make you any happier. Have you heard that before? Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure what the the numbers. But I think are. it was in yeah. somewhere in the 70s. Okay. Where it's like at that point, um, you have enough to support yourself mm-hmm. and you can live comfortably, and uh, it's not really gonna 
make you any happier. Now that's true, I guess. But I guess it would be what, do, what are we talking about here? That's how much you make a year. Are right. we factoring in debt and stuff like that? There right. are a lot of aspects to that. Costs that's like, for your house, cost of living. Exactly. See, that's the other the thing. standard of life you have as well. You know, if you drive a, a a jalopy car that like mine, that you know, I haven't put. There's you know, bees, uh, bees living, living in, in it. it. Bees in the trap. <laughs> bees, bees in the trap. Um, My computer's getting super hot. I feel it? like it needs to be more shady. It's mm. okay. It's okay. It's still mine's. It's still mine's all right. It's it's uh, okay. Okay, but uh, yeah, I I don't know. I think uh, I agree with you though. I think that the idea of comfort, uh, obviously, finance has a, a huge role in it. You know, if you sure. don't have money to afford a decent place, and obviously there is something to being able to uh, you know, have your own place and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like that is definitely a comfort. I think I think another big aspect too, Jared, about the American dream is the idea of doing what you want, when you want, and how you want to do it. For example, yeah. the idea of I think most Americans would envision themselves having a car. I know I do. Yeah. If if I like think of my American dream esque thing in my head, I definitely picture a car. Me too. Because um, there's just no way. I don't think you can really live unless you live <laughs> a populated city. There's right. no way you can live without a car. Uh, do you think a gun is involved in the American dream? Uh, scandalous uh, viewpoint here, Jared, but not in mine. But I think <laughs> no, a lot of people. Either, I think a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but I think once again, this goes back to the freedom. Mm-hmm. Exactly, it goes back to the freedom. It's not even about whether I need the gun or not. It's that you can't stop me from having it. Right. And you know what? If you want to go to the shooting range and shoot your gun once in a while, I have no problem with that. But I think, uh, and that's a whole another can of worms for another podcast probably but i think uh i think we do need to have better uh support and better um ways to make sure that people who are uh physically or mentally ill are not getting their hands on weapons sure yeah i mean they are not fit to use them the obvious analogy that's often used is the uh the get you know needing a license to drive a car right um, and we have to go take a test. We have to prove to a instructor that we can parallel we park know how and stuff. to do it. Yeah, right. exactly. And yeah, and but for a gun, it's like you just have to like you. Yeah, obviously you have to get a license, but it's just right. like you know the end of it is like, are you a criminal? Okay. You know, you know, two <laughs> foods though I need to have my American dream, Jared. What's that? Bacon <laughs> and donuts. I think two of the most mm. American foods ever. Super unhealthy, but super delicious. Absolutely love bacon. I don't. Donuts. I don't eat a lot of donuts. Um, but I do eat a good amount of bacon. Um, I would say in mine, it would be there would be steak involved for Ooh, some reason. That's a good call. No one really does steak. Not no one, but a lot of countries don't really do steak like we do. Not the same way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, part of that, you know, I think part of that, the part of the reason why countries don't do steak like we do is because I think another part of that American dream is excess. Oh, okay. What, what do you mean? Give, give me some more info. Being able, like, like being able to like free refills, <laughs> yep. um, yep. like even like supersizing, like, like mm-hmm. that is sort of like, like there, there is something to like. There, we have a very big food culture here, and I think a big part of our I think food we're culture is full too. Unfortunately, because we have excess amount of food. Yeah. So I, I think, I think part of this American dream, is, and maybe not, uh, maybe not. I'm just not picturing someone just stuffing their face every night. But I think part of the American dream is having that American dinner every mm-hmm. night, where you have like mashed potatoes, Some fried chicken, corn, yeah, a big piece of pork or chicken mm-hmm. or like you, 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 green you just beans. Have, you, oh, you're making me hungry, Jerry. You just have like this giant large plate. 
plate of food is like right. like when I think American Dream, and if I if it were to be a restaurant, I would think mm-hmm. like Cracker Barrel. Oh, for sure, or like a <laughs> Texas Roadhouse. Exactly. Yeah, it's definitely. like and these places really sell mostly on excess. Right, and for and for the listeners out there who aren't American and have never visited a Cracker Barrel, it's like your grandma's dining room. Right. Times. Uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And and it's all times like 20. home style American <laughs> style dishes. Yes. You know, uh, um, it's very old school. Like, yeah, yeah it's biscuits and gravy. There's no fanciness and, to it, right? Fried chicken and, and yep. steak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I would agree with you. I think I think in the states we do a really good job with steak. I think some of it too is because of the amount of land we have. You know, we have a mm. lot of farms, a lot mm. of a lot of we can grow and uh, and raise and herd a lot of cattle for mm. steak. Interesting. Is that an issue? Is that so? Do they not eat as much steak? In maybe like European countries, it's more expensive. I think, isn't okay, because I know like steak, like there's like there's there aren't really many places where you can just where they just sell you like like there's you have to go other, to a legit steakhouse. There's usually, usually some yeah. like other sort of cut of beef than like steak, right? Like the, I think the I've I've seen steak in maybe like some French countries like France or Belgium, okay. But then it's like super raw, you know, and then it's like it's okay. But um, but yeah, you don't see just like a big T-bone steak really that often in Europe, mm-hmm. at least. No, not usually. Uh, I think, and that's kind of normal here, right? Like you, yeah. <laughs> you could find that at a diner. Well, I think I think you're you're one hundred percent right about the excess. I mean, if you, I hate to, I hate to say this and be this guy because I'm not say in the it. best of shape either. But um, <laughs> I do think there's just so many overweight Americans, and I think a lot of it does have to do with this. American dream idea of excess yeah, and also just eating whatever the hell you want. You know, I know so many people, they drink way too much pop or soda as everyone else who's not cool says like yeah. you, Jared. Um, <laughs> I had know. a boss uh, it, here in, in Michigan at an old job I had back in the day and he, he was uh, pretty high up in the company and he had a, uh, a cupboard in his office that was <laughs> really consistently okay. stacked with at least two 12 packs of Diet Coke. And that was what he drank as like his morning. You know, people drink morning coffee. Right. That he was would his crack a diet coffee. coke. Okay. He, he would just drink them all day long, and you could see it in his Oof. face. Like he was like his red, like very red in his face, and he was mm-hmm. like he was like in his early forties. <laughs> How heavy was he? Um, he wasn't like like it wasn't ridiculous, but he definitely was pudgy. You know, right? He was. I think there are a lot of Americans. He who clearly kinda, didn't work out. Let's right, put it that way. Right. Yeah, but, but it that, wasn't he wasn't like a like a stereotype. <laughs> right. But I think another aspect of the American dream Jared is just like being the best or thinking you're the best. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at I think you look at a lot of athletes who live the so-called American dream in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's because they're just the best yes. at sports, mm-hmm. you know, and they live these once again they live these lavish lifestyles i'm not blaming them you know i'm sure if i was making that much money i would probably live a pretty lavish lifestyle too yeah um but i think that also goes into the excess like how many mansions do you need how many cars do you really need well i think part of the american dream uh the part that they don't like to talk about is the lifestyle creep are you familiar with lifestyle creep is that when you have like a certain lifestyle and then when you stop making the amount of money you have but you still try to maintain that lifestyle? A little bit, okay. a little bit. Lifestyle creep is more um, like when you are, so say you, you are, you're making a certain amount of money and you are accustomed to that lifestyle mm-hmm. and you get a promotion. And so when you get a promotion, you buy a new car, for example. Okay. And now you have, now you are making more money, but your real, your real, like your, 
financial situation doesn't change because you're making more money, but then you're paying more money for the just car. to like keep up with the keep up right, with people. The and then you know and the, yeah. you make more money, and it's like wow, this person's making so much money, but then you buy a new house, right? And so it's like you constant like you never are getting out of this sort of cycle of debt because every time you make more money, you you, you spend, spend more, money. more money, right? And, and I think that is definitely part of the American dream is that sort of like there is always this aspect of like, it's the same thing with why people here. Uh, need to drive these big SUVs right. and, and it's uh, status. It's yeah. yeah. It, it, there, there is mm-hmm. something to letting people know that you have like that that you have that sort of money. Mm-hmm. And there is and, and a lot of people uh, do you know purchase houses or vehicles or you know jewelry be- because of uh, because of what it represents. You know, it's like oh, I want to live in this neighborhood because this is where the uh, like this is this is this this is the you made it neighborhood. Like right. like I told you, I showed uh, Sydney uh, Cranbrook last week, uh-huh. and it blew her mind. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and she's like, people live like. This. And I also wonder too, those people <laughs> who have those houses and and have those jobs and make all that money, are they really happy? Yeah. See. Yeah, I that's mean a that's a big question. That's always the question, right? Are they really happy? Uh, I because, guess, they, because maybe they have, and, and because for some people, for sure, the financial concern has gone away for some of these people. Some mm-hmm. some people, a lot of people, there's lifestyle creep, but then there's definitely people that know how to manage money, but are still rich, and mm-hmm. they could definitely be. They, there is always that talk. You know, it's so funny. People always do say, obviously, money doesn't buy happiness, and there's always something. Like there's always problems in people's life, and you can't avoid problems in your life. Just, just with more money. money, more problems, Jared. But, but when people like us hear that, it's like, all right, let me make a little bit more money, and I'll decide that for myself. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, uh, really famous actor Jim Carrey said he wishes that everybody could become famous, so they realize that yeah. being famous doesn't solve all your problems. Sure. Which makes a lot of sense. Sure. Um, and I mean, and we we see it also with. I mean, people, it's a parody, but you see, it's sad that it's a parody because it's re- in real issues, but you see it with like mental health issues and with celebrities, like it, it kind of becomes a joke, like Britney Spears or something like that. Like, right. like, like the, like people sort of joke at, at what clearly is, you know, like just overwhelmed, like over being overwhelmed with, with what, uh, this American dream. And it's like, and and then, you know, it's interesting because when people are um, at, at these super wealthy positions like this and everyone thinks that they've got it and they're living the, the dream, people re- discount their feelings or people discount their right. opinions. And it's weird. It's like, it's like you already made it. Why are you telling us what to do? It's this weird sort of... It is kind of strange, yeah. But I think, I think actually that's more of a modern day thing. I think why, what why I'm saying that? right now, I think more... I think earlier... I don't know. I, I just feel like there was more respect. For, and, and listen, I'm, I'm not saying it's right or not. I'm just saying there was just more sort of respect for like uh, for like someone that's made it earlier in the day. Mm. But I feel like now it's like, uh, and for rightly so, it's like just because these people have quote unquote made it doesn't mean they're good people by any means. You know, it's like right. why are you looking up to these people just right. because they have money because uh, their personality sucks. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think it's kind of like what we talked about before we um, recorded the last episode was the idea of uh, bank accounts versus morality, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think a lot of people do, as I said, associate the American dream with money um, over morality. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's... I think there was probably a time in America, maybe not, but it seems like to me, at some point, there had to have been a time here where um, it was really about people were trying to do things to better themselves, Whereas I think, obviously, there have always been greedy people um, out there, but it just seems like nowadays it's so easy to, um, 
I don't know, just these these people can get rich and famous so quickly. Yeah. Um, but well, like that's you the said, thing. they're not a good person. That's the thing. Like, no one respects the wealth of a YouTube star. Right. Because <laughs> that doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like they earned it, you know? Right. They didn't get their hands dirty. They even, though the, even, <laughs> even though they they did. I mean, they, right. they did so much behind the You have the to scenes, act, but, you have yeah. to be constantly, even though it doesn't, like, people might not respect it. Right. But it's like, you do still have to be really active on social media and active filming and editing right. and know how to edit. It's, it's work. Like, it, it is legitimate time. work, mm-hmm. even though it is ridiculous. And you, and you see, like, you know, stuff that's pretty embarrassing. But it's not viewed, de- definitely but it's not, not viewed the same, yeah, as, like, if you're a successful businessman or something yeah 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 yeah, no yeah yeah Yeah, exactly and it's even similarly with and and it's similar with athletes and musicians too but i think that one's a little weird because athletes definitely and musicians too a lot of them at least it's like well that still is talent where it's like this that is raw talent to be or to be an ath to be a professional athlete or a performer yeah and and it's so weird to me that people will discount those people saying like oh shut up you're just an athlete when it's like you watch the games probably yeah it's like it's like you don't like it because they don't agree you don't agree with them and Mm. and you like watching them that's why it bothers you right it's like you you don't want to have to think about the fact that uh they completely disagree with how you feel right and so it is weird that then we put them like they're like they're, they justify everyone's like everyone's or like the yet they they other people have to decide whether or not you earned your like your money mm-hmm. and then decide whether or not that makes you worthy to say speak on something or have some right. sort of opinion or something the other funny thing is too is i love it when people say oh shut up you know we pay you to throw a ball or yeah. something it's like yeah it's it's like well who do you think's paying them you're you're the one that's watching them or exactly. buying their jerseys or doing whatever um, and it's like and also you're and it, you're seeing this uh for example on like social media it's like you don't follow them yeah it's like if you don't want to want to uh listen to their opinions i think some like, people like to whine and complain there are musicians i like well i don't necessarily want to listen to their opinions right oh for sure <laughs> but i like their music right but it's like i've listened to kanye albums before and i'm not necessarily interested in his opinion right but so it's it is it, it is weird. But but it's like but that I'm still not saying he doesn't have the like he shouldn't be saying his opinion. It's like oh right. it's like you're and, and and that's the thing is people feel like they're like it's like they're responsible for your success mm-hmm. like just because they bought an album or bought a T-shirt or something right. And it's like no now because I paid into this somehow ten years ago when I bought this T-shirt I can tell you not to talk about this exactly. I see that a lot. Yeah. Um, where do you see yourself living in the American dream? Now, no, I'll I'll leave it open ended. Where do you see yourself living in the American dream? Uh, I I don't know, man. It really depends on where I end up, because I think uh, but, I think if I don't end up in America, so in your American dream, you're not living in the United States is is an option. Yeah, I I wouldn't call it my Amer. To me, when I say American dream, I would have to be here in the U.S. Sure, I I, I think so too. Yeah, I would. Have but to if be you here were to say. But but I I would not fault you if you said my American dream my ideal well, here, is here, to be here, able to here, leave and go live somewhere else. Well, here's my ideal would be to uh, live and work anywhere where I could make enough money where I can save some, mm-hmm. uh, do that for a few years, and then eventually find a place, a house or an apartment or a condo or something, uh, get a property, uh, ideally here in America if I could. Uh, actually, I think if I buy a property, it would probably only be in america i'm I'm not sure where else i would buy one um but um so yeah so i would come back here with some money and Mm -hmm. hopefully you know have a job where i'm making 
obviously I would like a six figure salary, but you know, I work in education, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about you? Um, I would like to live ideally. I would like to live like in a, in a, my, my American dream would be, uh, like in the, Hmm. See, this is tough. Because I want access to a city. So I like the idea of living maybe like in a suburb outside of Chicago or something like that. Um, maybe I would say that. I, I, I like the idea of that. I like, I want to be, have access, I want everything. You know, the American mm-hmm. dream, you want everything. So that I want to be true. able to have, a, <laughs> that's like, a good point. I want to be able to have space like we have here when we do a mm-hmm. porch podcast, which you could easily get in the suburbs of yep. Chicago. But then I also want to, um, have access to to a bus hustle and bustle city. Sure, but I don't. But but the thing is, I, I wonder if I want to be closer to the city than that. Because, but maybe not when I'm older. You know, maybe not when I'm. Maybe for a few years you could live in the city, and then a few like years out. The, I, I do like maybe idea of renting an apartment. No, that's, see, that's too much. That's too much. It's too much. Yeah, it's it's hard to say, but I, I do like what you said, Jared, about the American dream is having everything. Yeah, because I think that encapsulates what, everything we've been talking about today. Yeah, like uh, I want to really be able does. to live. Super close to the city, but then also have a backyard like right. we have here. We want to have it all. Give me my cake. <laughs> let me eat it too, and give me some cookies on the side as well, because I'm hungry for some dessert. That's that, right. That is the perfect summation of the American dream: yep. is wanting it all. Or give me some donuts, some bacon, and some French fries. I might have that for dinner tonight. That sounds pretty good, actually. <laughs> You're making me hungry. Uh, well, speaking of tasty, Jared, let's talk yeah, about our tasty, tasty song of the pod today. Yeah, so this guy is named um, J.S. Ondara, and he's from, where did, where did I say he's from? Kenya, Nairobi, Ken- Kenya, Ni- I believe. Nairobi or, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, that is where he's from. And he came out with an album uh, last year in 2019, at the beginning of 2019, called uh, Tales of America. And I was trying to think of a good song that encapsulates American dreams, and there are a lot of hokey american songs that they talk about the american dream tons of them just getting rich having lots of money yeah but a lot of those feel like they that like they um you know when i listen to like a leonard skinner song about uh the american dream like yeah this is a great band but Mm. i also know that they don't really like black people so i was was we were trying to think of and then i also listened to we listened to some hip-hop songs Mm -hmm. and it's like i mean a lot of them that we listened to granted i just scrolled and hit random stuff right a lot of it was so cheesy it's like you know cars and and big houses and then like and it's and like, money I mean, and is, drugs yeah. and everything else. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So I'm like, I, I want something that is realistic. And I love the idea of someone not from America mm-hmm. living the American dream because it's you know, something we didn't even talk that about. That, to me, is the American dream. That's, yeah, I yeah. don't know how we didn't even come That's up with that. That's the essence of it. Well, I, I think I touched on it. The uh, people moving sure, in here, immigrants yes. That's true, yeah, yeah. coming here and, and working. You know, but I think the other thing about the American dream, though, Jared, not that it's a bad thing to work hard. I think it's good and admirable sure, to work hard. Yeah. But I think that... I think in, in an America where everybody could live their American dream, I know this sounds cheesy as all hell, Jared, but I think that people shouldn't have to overburden themselves with work to live a comfortable and, and have a decent standard of living. I'm with you. I'm with you. That's fair. It, it should be. It sh- oops. It but should- I, I do agree with you, though, Jared, that it's interesting to hear what, you know, someone from Kenya, their idea of an American dream might be. Yeah. And, and I feel like... What's not respected is that is part, you know, one of the tenets of the American dream is we're a melting pot and people come from all mm-hmm. over, even though, you know, I think that's our so strength as a country, to be honest. Yeah. And, it's and not all these white people 
who sure. you know want you know yeah it's, that it's, stole it's, land and <laughs> right it's, years it's, ago and now right. are just like living off of that essentially it's in a, it's, weird a, way. it's everybody yeah you know it's everybody here yeah 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 I'm with you this is yeah and I, I I like it yeah, I like the song song um he's got a great voice he said mm-hmm. his voice gave you a Stevie Nicks vibe yep. Yeah, it did. I mean, similar kind of timbre or mm-hmm. kind of color. That sort of like slight raspiness to the back uh-huh. of it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I know and what you're I, talking I, about. And I love the instrumentation. It's got like a kind of, I'm wearing my laid back vibe shirt. Yes. It's got some laid back vibe, some really cool kind of guitar ornamentation on the song as well. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a pleasure to listen to. I'm so glad you found it because, yeah, the majority of our songs that we looked at, American Dream Bass, were definitely pretty it's cheesy very, and corny. Typical, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and this is this is more interesting. Mm-hmm. And a great a great singer too. Yep. Uh, so check that out on our YouTube song that's, of the pod. That's playlist. right. Thank you. Yeah, song of the pod playlist, untranslatable podcast on YouTube. It's definitely a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Jared, I have another uh, foreign word of the pod today, and uh, my foreign word of the pod is also German. I've been lazy, but I've been trying to brush up on my German. That's okay. Uh, I can brush up on mine too. And uh, you're gonna chuckle when I say this one, but I think it does cover a lot of what is the American dream. My German word of the pod today is mehr. See more. Oh man, man, like that. Mehr Geld. <laughs> yes. Mehr autos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's that means it. more. Mehr. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mehr mm-hmm. would be see. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, it's hard yeah. to hear it without sure. the context. I'm sure. Yeah, because I think that really does encapsulate the American dream. You know, have more, <laughs> bigger house, more money, more, yeah. more stuff, more clothes, more shoes, more. Yeah, so uh, I'm trying to go the opposite way. Get yeah. rid of stuff. Well, I think minimalism. We did an episode about minimalism. Yeah, I think minimalism is uh, popular with a lot of people. I really like the idea, kind of similar to minimalism, but it's a little different. Is stoicism? What's that? Uh, it's it's uh, comes from uh, belief of philosophers called the Stoics, um, where you uh, should be like I think also detached from a lot of the like the more possessions you have, the more way down. And attached sure. you are, and you should be detached, um, and stuff like that. Okay, so it's more of like you're psychologically connected versus like minimalism is like the actual the physical stuff there is cl- clogging your brain, right? But Clutters it's like the stoicism is more like you like don't the need symbology it. of yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, don't yeah. need it. Yeah, it's just symbology, stuff you don't symbolism. need. Yeah, right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, um, but I, I will say this: I do think that the American dream, in many capacities, is alive and well. Mm-hmm. I do think a lot of people are living their own. Uh, hopefully sunny and an amazing view of the American dream, but I think there are also a lot of people we need to acknowledge that are not. Um, I feel like I'm close to it, but I, I feel like I would be more there if I wasn't so nervous every time I drove past a police officer. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> that is fair. But yeah, let us know what your American dream is or what you think of the American dream at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also check us out on Twitter, Untranslatable1, the number one for all sorts of great tweets. Also check us out on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast, for our beautiful pictures of this amazing background and other clips and stuff. Also, please uh, <laughs> check us out on uh, YouTube and check out our Song of the Pod playlist, uh, Untranslatable Podcast. And lastly, please, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yaquiame, muchas gracias, Shisha, and Dos Vidanya. I messed up. I wasn't ready with the song. Uh-oh. The problem is on this phone, I don't have it saved into my uh, mm. my other phone, but my other phone's been acting up. No worries. My, my backup old, but I still got it. How many phones do you have now? The other Speaking one. Speaking of the American Dream. 
How dare you? <laughs> I have too many too. I'm. Uh, I have. Some in tomorrow. I have three. I have. Um, that's. Pretty